and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman. Hello, Laura. Hello, hello. It's so good to have you here. (laughs) I always love it. I love our conversations. Me too. A hundred and something of them. I And we are still going. (laughs) It's crazy, right? It's so crazy. I can't believe we're on like the hundred and ninth episode. Um, Yeah. And today we thought we're going to do a little free flow and sort of see where things go. But we kind of have a topic and then we'll see how it unfolds as we talk today. But, you know, we, we thought we would address sort of this this issue around what happens as we change and grow, right? Which could be rapidly, like in the first year of our business, or it could be, you know, over 10 years of our business. And we want to evolve our business to be more aligned with who we become. How do we do that in a way that allows it to evolve and allows the brand to evolve without sort of compromising our integrity? Or, you know, what I find is that a lot of people that I work with, there's a lot of pivoting that happens in my program because we're really trying to find the most alignment possible. And sometimes when there's a pivot, uh, you know, some of my clients will get embarrassed or feel like, but they're experts. How can they now go out and have a different frame or a different focus like that will make them look unprofessional? And so let's talk about that, because I think that we need permission to be able to evolve our business to align with ourselves. Mm, Well said. I'm very curious about this one because, you know, in today's world of all of the lifestyle brands that we have, it's like really a big deal to, you know, kind of the trendy popular thing is to have this lifestyle branding of Mm -hmm. our business, especially as solopreneurs. Um, And so now I think with every rebranding, it's equals identity crisis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like as you see people shift into um, a rebranding, it's like, okay, what's going on with them that they're needing to shift or pivot? And I think that we need to get more comfortable with that and realize like, wow, that's actually a good sign. Like your business evolving, you developing your own personal growth in ways that you have new interests and new directions that you want to take your company. That's actually a great sign. But in today's really... um, just real time marketing where everything's documented on Instagram. And, you know, you don't have a lot of time sometimes to polish things if you're documenting real time and people can feel really scared of, well, how do I go from showing up like this to showing up in a new way, you know, overnight? And is is that going to look flaky? Is that going to look inconsistent? Is that going to be a positive or a negative reflection on my business? 
Yes. And you know what? First of all, who cares what people think? All right, let's start Yay. with that. Because you know? <laughs> I think that's, like, that's the first thing is like we're so worried about what everybody will think. But the truth is there's millions of people who've never met you, who've never seen your brand, who have no idea who you are. They don't care what you did a month ago. They only care, can you help them right now? So let's start with yes. that. <laughs> let's do. Cheers to that one because... You know, and it's hard because we're, especially service-based businesses, we're just like all about, okay, you know, meeting those needs, meeting those needs of the client. Um, And we get too caught up in clients' perceptions, but you're right. Like there's a huge pie out there. And even if some of our old clients that knew us one way and don't like how we're changing, they're going to go and work with someone else. But we've got all the new people that we're attracting because guess what? We are aligned with them because we are stepping more into who we really are. So we're going to attract those clients that are more well-fitted anyway. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's really the bottom line. Like, you know, this is where we've talked so many times about how people get caught up in image and what they look like and perception and brand. And you know what? None of that really matters. None of that is important. None of that will make a difference in your business. What matters is how you are treating people in the moment, how you are connecting with people, what you can help them with, what you can provide them with. And I guarantee you, the more you are aligned with yourself, the better services you're going to provide. So if you need to create an involvement in your business to align with yourself, do it. Do it. Don't delay. Forget who you were. Forget what you put out there two days ago, five months ago. None of it matters. Just be where you are right now today because that's what matters. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Sonia just gave us all some really serious permission (laughs) to be like, forget it. Well, and this is something that I've thought about a lot recently because, you know, I'm in my early 40s now. I've had some traction under um, my feet. I've got a sense of what it's like to be in business for myself. And, you know, there are things that I continue to want to explore that may seem to someone else like outside of my niche or beyond my current focus. And so I ponder like, hmm, is this a personal hobby? Is this something that's just about my own self-development and self-care? Or do I integrate it into my business because I'm so excited about it? So I don't know if that question makes sense to you, Sonia. Do you ever feel that way? Like there's some things that stay personal and some that are professional? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, there's, I think two things we have to address here. I think we should put all of our authenticness, all of the things we've integrated, all the things we've become into our business. I think who we are uh, being as real as possible and being all of that is really important. One of the things, though, I do see, which I think also needs to be evaluated, is that some people, say, have a transformation or they have uh, something that happens with them personally, and then they want to make a whole business around it. So, for instance, you might see this where someone lost weight, and now they want to go out and create a business around helping other people to lose weight. I think that is something you have to look at and question because, you know, for instance, who you want to work with may not be a very viable target market as an example. And if if so, then running a business around it can be challenging. Or in the case of that example of weight loss, there are billions 
okay, maybe not billions, okay, maybe millions, but a lot of people, right, (laughs) who are in that industry, who are helping people lose weight, and whether or not you can create a business that's successful or that meets any of the other needs you have around income or flexibility or time or whatever, um, you know, you've got to evaluate those things. So not always is like, say, a transformation that we happen to go through, is that the best path to choosing a business? But I do think who we become should be put into our business in one way or the other. Yeah. Well, and I think it's too exhausting to keep them separate, really. Yeah. You know, to energetically try to be in one, you know, it's like, oh, this is me over here. And like, I love gardening and being outdoors and doing this and that. And then over here in my business, I'm all like type A in the corporate boardroom, like, and if you hold these two different identities um, separate, then that's going to become a real challenge. Um, But one way that you would integrate that example is like all the sudden with all your corporate clients, like you talk about bringing, um, hey, have you ever thought about having indoor, an indoor garden? Like how much um, are you spending time in nature during your office breaks? Or like, how could that boost your productivity or creativity? You know, there's ways you can bring your interests into the, the work that you do. And then you start speaking to that and maybe positioning those things as, um, one of the things you're bringing to the table for your business, for your product or service. That's right. And if you find someone who's brilliant, like I, I have to say, I'm kind of a genius and like no, that tooting my own horn, I know, but in being (laughs) able to look at how to align some of the pieces of ourselves to make a viable business, if you get someone like that, who's able to really look at, at the pieces, it makes such a huge difference. Like for instance, you know, in that example you gave, well, then you could start bringing your corporate clients out into nature with you. You can, you can make that your policy. You don't work indoors. You work outdoors. They come to you because it's valuable, because you're going to get them more results. You know, there's like so many ways in which you can alter your services and shift and change things to be able to accommodate who you actually are. There is no limitations in terms of that. But I think sometimes people are too literal, you know, which is what I was giving the example before. Like they, you know, like I said, lost weight and now they want to help people lose weight. And sometimes that's just too literal to make a viable business. So we're talking about, you know, two things. One is being true to who you are, to what you want, to what fulfills you. And the second thing is making sure that you can create a viable business. And oftentimes it does really, really help to have an expert look at what you want to do and make sure that it's going to be viable. Um, It's just not, we're not at a day and age anymore because the industries are too flooded to be able to just do anything. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen anymore. And so you want to make sure that what you do want to do, it, it will work. Yeah. And I feel like we did go into some detail on that in a previous episode where mm-hmm. it was like, you know, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean that you need to go out and make it your business. Yeah. <laughs> um, that there are some like just because you've had personal experience that, yes, most entrepreneurs are driven by a, a personal story or some sort of gap that they saw in the market and they went out there to provide a solution. However, you still have to make sure that there are people out there in the market that are looking for that solution right now at this time (laughs) Um, before you hang your whole business on it. And then, you know, once you've been up and running for a little bit and you're getting kind of a sense of what your business is and who you are operating it, then that's kind of my question of or what I was kind of exploring today is like, hmm, and then how do you continue to take those um those personal develop like things that you're 
personally developing and bringing that into your brand story, Mm -hmm. you know, how much of that is something that becomes, I mean, I know I really, it could be just because I'm a big fan of meditation, but I always like am endeared to someone even more when they bring in like that their, their meditation practice and what that means to them and how Mm -hmm. that influences their business may have nothing to do with the product they're selling, but it makes me happy when (laughs) when they share with me like their rituals and what's going on with them. And, you know, so I am a consumer that likes the story. I like to know the person behind Mm -hmm. the brand, um, behind the product, behind the service. So I'm kind of talking around in a circle here to go, maybe there are also consumers, if you're really a story-driven brand, those consumers are going to really appreciate seeing your personal development woven in and being introduced to the ways that you're changing, the new concepts that you're bringing in to integrate. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think, I think it's a good point. And I think it's really a personal choice as well, right? Because, you know, brand stories are this new thing that people are like, woo, brand story. It's all so important. Instagram stories, Facebook stories, and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's really great. Like we, we want more background. We want more personal thoughts. And, and, but it also is about who you are. If you're a really private, introverted person, you don't want to have a huge amount of your story out there, don't do it. Like, you know, put yourself whatever you put out, be real with it. Like that's sort of my rule of thumb, whatever you decide to put out, be real, be authentic, share who you are, but choose what you want to put out there or not. I mean, I am not really, um, a person who does selfies or, um, you know, you don't really hear, I mean, some people like are constantly like, tell me more about your life and your, um, nomadic experiences and all of this, but I rarely take pictures of my family. I don't put my family up on social media, you know, I don't even think to take pictures while I'm in an experience. So that's just me. I put plenty of myself out there. I put my thoughts, I put my beliefs, I put my viewpoints, I put my strong opinions. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that. But, you know, I think we have a choice at what we choose to put out there and not put out there. So, you know, that I think is important just to have permission to choose what feels right. But yes, people want realness. That's what they really, really want. They want realness. Yes, yes. And it's interesting, you know, our need for, um, to really experience, I'm glad that, that I'm not the only one that always, I feel guilty sometimes after I've done a retreat, I, I just recently facilitated a wellness retreat. And I thought, oh, I didn't document that. Yeah. Because when I'm in that moment, I am with my people, I'm mm-hmm. with those women holding space for the retreat experience to happen. And I'm not thinking about documenting it with selfies yeah. and like telling the story of the retreats. Like I really have to hire somebody if yes. I'm going to do that. Somebody has to come along and be my person who documents because it's so important. And that's a part of my brand. That's who I am authentically is if you're with me in an experience, you're going to have me. I'm I'm showing up. I'm all there and I'm present in that moment. And I'm not thinking about my Instagram feed. Um, But that's really interesting how we do have to navigate like being authentic and showing up in real time and, and then also telling those stories. I did recently read a hospitality um, magazine that was talking about that, you know, one of the reasons for that is that people are hungering for the experiences, the untold experiences. So smaller businesses have this edge on the market because, uh, you know, it's 
the way that thinking about you have an advantage over corporate clients, because if you're a small, say you're a mom and pop bed and breakfast or something, you know, yeah, you're not competing with the Hyatt, but you have a whole different market. Like you're telling Mm. your story, you're telling your unique experience that they're going to have when they come into your space. And so I think with a lot of um, solopreneurs or service providers and like for me in the wellness industry, we are providing experiences for people. So the more that we're able to integrate, you know, our love of, um, you know, lavender, I just love lavender. It's an awesome scent, you know, like maybe, (laughs) you you know, your new client, um, your new client gifts have something to do with lavender. Like, you know, you, you, you're integrating you and your preferences and what you love and like bringing that in, um, to share yes. with your clients as like authentically a part of you. Yes, I love that. I think that's really important. And I and I think back to um, what we were sort of sort of at the beginning as well. Like the the whole thing is that if you are running a business for a long time, it's going to shift and change. You're going to shift and change. Don't get stuck in trying to keep your business one way or your brand one way or your, you know, everything the same as it was because that was what was working. Like let it change and evolve and grow with you. It's one of the reasons why for a long time with experts and service providers, I've been an advocate for using your own name because I think when your name is the brand, when your name is the umbrella, you could change everything inside of your business and your brand will still live on, right? So, you know, that's what happened when I changed to Sonia Statman because I used to have other names for my business and and it was a sort of a decision of do I rebrand as Sonia Statman? And it was so great because I've shifted and changed so much since I did that. Like what I'm offering now isn't even close to the same of what I was offering even five years ago. But it hasn't hurt my brand, right? Because it's still the same brand. It's still me. It's still me evolved. And and you can use sort of names and titles. Like I have the women in the business arena for the podcast and the women in the arena for my um, sort of, you know, big program at the moment. But you can change and shift those names and they don't really hurt your brand. And there's something very valuable about having a, a wide enough umbrella that allows you to evolve and to shift and to have permission to do that and letting the brand roll with you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that is what started this conversation was the rule words like roll with it, the yeah. flow, the cycles, the evolution. Yeah. I think, you know, you and I were, just musing around like, gosh, how often do we really get permission to let ourselves evolve, you know, and understand that that's a part of the business process, that we are our business, our businesses um, are like, they are an expression, they're a creative expression of ourselves. And as we change and grow, there's this beautiful natural cycle Mm. that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think if we expect that, we understand that, we allow that to happen, then it's a much richer experience. Like it's inevitable. Like I think that one day I actually probably won't work in the business arena. Like I won't be dealing with businesses, right? That's really interesting because that's all I am doing right now. But I think that there will be an evolvement eventually where I'm doing something else or I'm shifting to something bigger or I'm working with something different. And I think we have to allow that evolvement to come. I mean, that's not anytime tomorrow or next year, but I think 
there is it just that knowingness and that allowance that, hey, I've been in business 20 years. It's evolved so much over that time. So yeah, it's going to evolve again. It's going to transition to something else because I change, I grow, I mature. Um, and it's just really allowing ourselves that space to let it evolve, to let it grow. And to, to be honest about what, what's misaligned or what's no longer serving us or what doesn't work. I mean, it's interesting to watch that process because I really accelerate that process in my program where I help people pivot very fast because we're trying things and we're looking for the most alignment. And sometimes they come in thinking, I want to do this business. And I'm like, okay, well, let's explore it. Let's test it. Let's validate it. And then they find, nope, that's not actually what I want to do. And the longer they're in the program, sometimes the more they really pivot and shift and change until they get to that place where they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so free because I'm really doing what I, what I want to do, what I love. And I never would have expected it. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's like the the beauty, the little mystery of letting go of the um, the tight grip on the wheel mm. <laughs> we've talked about mm-hmm. of life um, and in our businesses. Like sometimes, um, you know, there's something that will just kind of show up on my radar in a personal way. And I will think this is really interesting or this is something really cool. And then un- really unintentionally, it will show up in my business. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait, wow, that's so interesting that I was just thinking about this over here. And then now I have a client that's all that's in that area. You know, it's like, there's some kind of overlap. Um, And I think it's because, you know, letting the magic happen of, you know, just what is it that I want to, what do I want to explore? I mean, I love being an entrepreneur because I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah. You know, I've joked before that if I could actually win the lottery, I would just go to school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep learning and keep getting different mm. degrees because I'm so fascinated. And I think I'm doing the same thing with my business. You know, I chose a business model that was brand new. Um, co-working was right out of the gate in 2008. And then wellness co-working, you know, everyone was just like, oh, this is awesome to you and I. And then they'd be like, but what does it mean exactly? Like, Mm -hmm. how is this going to happen? And so, so learning that about myself, that I loved a new concept. Yeah. And then as I've continued to learn my business, new things have opened up, new opportunities. I mean, the industry co-working itself is constantly changing. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited as we have this conversation I want to embrace that and I want to encourage other listeners to be like, yeah, like let your creative energies fly. Mm -hmm. I mean, in that one of the reasons why we decided to create our own business anyway. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like some misunderstanding around integrity or some misunderstanding around keeping our word. You know, that's one of those sort of things that drives me crazy. I think it's a very masculine way to do things where, you know, people are like, well, be your word, you know, because you say something, be it forever and never, ever change your mind and never, ever shift and change things. And like that just drives me crazy because really you know, we can say something in one moment and it be true. And the next day we can feel totally different. And why also isn't that true? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
And so don't get stuck in anything in your business that, you know, because you started it one way or because you said you would create something and accomplish something or because you had a plan, let it go. And we talked about that recently as well. But, you know, I think it's it's really just being able to to evolve and to align our business with who we are now, who we want to be in the future um, and just not getting sort of stuck into anything. Yeah. Well, and I am so glad that you brought that up because that was something at the beginning um, and I was musing about this topic is like, I think too many people think that they outgrow their business. um, But sometimes you've just grown and you need to pivot and you need to let it grow alongside you. It doesn't mean that you have to close it down um, and then start something new just because, and that was kind of the joke I made at the beginning of like identity crisis. Like sometimes rebranding is a little bit of an identity crisis Yeah. Um, because like the people are trying to figure out themselves, you know, but just trust that you can let that metamorphosis happen within the business. And it, and it, yes, may lead to a rebranding. It may lead to like this need to really claim like, Hey, now my business, I have this redesign, I have this different way of um, communicating, and that's lovely. But I just want to encourage people not to think that you have to kind of, I don't know, like be one, like this, it doesn't have to be black or white. It can be like this nice evolution into a repositioning, like a really yeah. nice, subtle flow into that, not like one or the other. Yeah. And this is where it can help as well to get some support, like the logistics of shifting. So what what I see a lot, you know, with the clients that come to me or even out in the world is that, you know, people start to feel something isn't right. Something's misaligned in my business. It's not very fulfilling. I'm not sure I want to continue it for years to come. I would love to find out what I want to continue. They know that they're ready for a pivot. They know that they want to shift and change. And that's often when I get clients, they know they want something different. It's not working. And so I think, you know, sometimes it really helps to have someone who understands this arena because, you know, it, it, it takes time and shifting and there's some logistics involved. Like we can't, if we, especially if we have a successful business or we're, you know, really running our business right now to make money, we can't just sort of change things like the wind and um, not deal with the logistics that are in place. Or maybe we're in something that's really uh, financially kind of a a house of cards, if you will. Like there's something that we've invested a lot of money. We can't just walk away from it. We have to keep going or we have to finish something and that can take time. It's really helpful to have someone outside of you who can look at the logistics and can help you pivot or help you shift. Or sometimes I create a meantime plan for my clients because they can't just dump what they're doing right now because they need to make some income. And so then we look at, okay, what is the best meantime plan? What's, where's the transition so that you are moving forward to to be more evolved and to do what you love, but you're also not fully just sort of leaping out of the airplane. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, and you know, this is where business coaching and therapy, (laughs) like both were those things. I know. Right. Um, It's really funny to me. I'm just thinking more and more people now have been coming up to me actually. I feel because I'm in the entrepreneurial world and being more, um, 
visible of like, hey, this is this is what I do as mental health for entrepreneurs and more and more coming up to me and being like, oh, my goodness, if somebody would have just told me that I should have had a therapist on my side, like from pre-launch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know, I know. It's like you need the business coach and yeah. the therapist. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know, you and I work so well yeah. together because we carry a little bit of that um I'm like a therapist with a little bit of business coach or a business coach with a little bit of therapist. In yep. And so <laughs> that's right. <laughs> across these worlds. That's so true. Like, I think I seriously would highly recommend that everybody has a somatic therapist and a business coach as part of your team. As you're growing in business, as you're launching in business, I swear it will save you years of time, money, effort, wrong moves, um, heartache, everything. Like, it's so powerful to have both of those because you need to work with the internal side of things and you need to work with the external side of things. And, you know, and if they understand, like you said, a little bit of each world, we're kind of like the yin and yang, me and Laura, <laughs> you know, if they, mm-hmm. if they have a little bit of that other side, it really helps as well so that they can, you know, work fluidly together. Yeah. And I think that that's why the conversation that we're having today is really interesting because mm-hmm. it is, again, the internal and the external lining up yeah. and that sometimes people have a little bit of a freak out moment when they feel like those things are not lining up, like yeah. something's happening and they need to completely, you know, do a, a 180. Um, and that's not always the case. Sometimes you take that evolving self and that cycle of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the other thing we haven't, we talked about cycles, but we didn't really lay that out. You know, the cycle of life of just different times when, um, you know, especially women having a lot of caretaking roles, you see our businesses shifting through our cycles. So when we're um, a young single something, you know, and we launch businesses, it looks very different than when we come into motherhood and we're managing all of the work and, um, and the kiddos and our partner. And then we get to a place where maybe kids are older, but it's a different level of responsibility. So we have to do a lot of self-care during <laughs> during those teenage college years. You may have more time, but you've got a lot of emotional labor that you're still doing to launch children. Or then you have aging parents, you know, at that time too. So it's just really important to think like our business cycles will also shift. It's just we're personally going through different things in our life. That actually is a great podcast episode in and of itself. We're going to do that in the future because I think talking about the cycles, because oftentimes women are comparing themselves. So you've got, like, I've got a lot of clients who are moms and they've got a lot, some of them still have young kids and they're, you know, up every night late with them and they're trying to to balance three days a week working and they're comparing themselves to younger people who are single, who have literally all the time in the world. If you don't have kids, I swear, if you don't, if you don't have kids, you have no idea how lucky you are. Like, (laughs) like it's totally a different reality. And they're trying to compare themselves and it's impossible because because they're managing so much more. So we should, I'm just going to mark that as like something we should talk about in the future. <laughs> yes, I know. I love, I love the whole, like what happens when we compare. Um, so, and that's like something we can bring into this episode too, is that if you are, you know, trying to be bringing in your own personal evolution or these different things that are happening and you're comparing, you get caught up comparing yourself, like how other people are doing it, please stop because it doesn't matter how other people are doing this on Instagram. Like this is your authentic 
change, you going through something and figuring out how to integrate that to your business. And we that comparison thing, I feel like every episode we have to be like, just this is your public service announcement. Please stop <laughs> comparing yourself. <laughs> Seriously. And it doesn't matter. Like, I swear I talk about this like daily in my group and it doesn't matter. Like everybody still does it. It's so habitual. We're so yes. habitual with it. Yes. And, um, and we have got to stop. So yes, I love that. Yes. The public yes. service yes. announcement. Well, and human beings. Yeah. Like we're tribal, like we're groups. We like to compare. So we're kind of trying to figure out like what's normal, what's normal. Yes. Um, but yes, remembering like there's a lot behind the scenes that you don't know what's going on there. So yeah. it's best to like stay in your truth and get clear and then like ask for help. Um, and, and just remember like when you're also just another thing, like if you're feeling stagnant in your business and you do, you do feel like, I don't even know what's happening here. Um, you know, stop working on the business and go work on yourself. Go and spend some time with yourself. Do something fun, creative, get outside, go to, like, I just went to this, the Austin has this amazing public library downtown and it's all new and has beautiful design and glass windows all around looking out over our um, our town lake, Lady Bird Johnson Lake. And there's a rooftop garden I discovered. Aww. I was like, oh my God, there's a secret garden Aww. in the public library. And I just went and hung out up there. And then all of a sudden, I started getting creative ideas for some blog posts I wanted to write, you know? (laughs) I want to go there. I want to go there when I get back. I love it. Yes, yes, we'll do it. When you're back, we're going on a beautiful Austin, yeah, adventure. And And I thought about, like, how often are we not really stoking the fires of our own personal Mm. growth? Because we feel like I've got to work on my business when that's exactly what you need to do to get your business moving. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And one more other sort of little point I wanted to cover around this topic as well is, you know, I think sometimes we want to rush the definition. So let's say that we are pivoting or we're realigning things and then, you know, our brand no longer fits us. Sometimes we're so anxious about just trying to define the brand and get it done and rebrand and have it perfect and get it so that it's all ready. Like my clients experience this a lot because obviously there's a lot of transformation and pivoting in my program. And when they're going through that, they sometimes want to rush it and they just want to be like, I want to put definition around it. I just want to make it so that people know who I am. But often Oftentimes we're not quite finished transforming. We're not quite finished pivoting. And so one of the things I just wanted to say as well is don't rush the process. Don't worry about your brand. Don't worry about your image. Don't worry about your Instagram feeds. Like let yourself evolve, like let yourself shift and change, you know, let that definition unfold more naturally because when we force it, you're going to just end up rebranding yourself and then you're going to have to change it again because it's not going to be right. Such good advice. <laughs> Don't force it. Don't There's force lots it. of like, you know, this started off as a very like, we're going to flow through this conversation, but I think we've really dropped some wisdom here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have too. We re- recap that. Some truth so bombs. we don't compare ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't force it. We don't push it. Yep. We enjoy our site, the, all the different cycles that of life and yes. let those continue. And we're going to stay tuned because we're going to definitely want to have a whole podcast episode about the cycles of a woman's 
like a woman's cycle, you know, in entrepreneurship yes. is really specifically unique, I think. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> we won't awesome. keep the listeners waiting long. Yes. Just tune back in. <laughs> Just seven days. That's okay. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.